Hi everyone! Thank you for joining us. This is RP Books Drunk. Yeah! I'm Brandy. I'm Emma, and I'm Mariana. This is your book club with a twist, and we are your happy hour girlfriends. This month, we're reading our darkly intriguing and strangely arousing novel,、oh, okay. <laughs> *The Vegetarian* by South Korean author Hong Kang. Just before we start sipping and gabbing about this week's chapters entitled *Mongolian Mark*. OMG, ladies! <laughs> Why don't we reminisce about our date last week, where we discussed our diets, dreams, and daunting traditions? Yeah, we couldn't help but find ourselves enwrapped by Yang Kia's tormented life and her struggles to break free from her husband, family, and society's influences. Okay. I can't slow us down any longer. Ems, <laughs> what are we ingesting today? Yeah, Emma, we're ingesting a special one. <laughs> All right. Today's cocktail is gonna sound a little familiar with a few surprises, inspired by the colorful flowers that were imagined because of Young Hia's Mongolian mark. Our bartender created something whose color hopes to be as captivating as this unique masterpiece our narrator has concocted.、Ooh. How about that as a fancy intro? Ma'am, our cocktail today is called Blue Beauty.、Mm. Let's let our bartender fill us in on how we get this blue drink.、Yeah. Come on in, Ricardo. Woo! Come on down, Ricardo. Ciao, ladies. Welcome to the bar. Hola. How are you? Cold? Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty cold. <laughs> I think this is the second time I'm wearing a turtleneck inside the booth、oh. or inside the bar. <laughs> oh, nice. So, cozy. Cozy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. I shovel a lot these days, so、oh. that's fine. It's a nice workout. Nice workout. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll keep you warm. So today's cocktail is called Blue Beauty. Oh.、Ooh. And it's very appropriate for the chapters that you're gonna read、yes. today. And we're gonna use a pretty unusual ingredient that is blue curacao, unfortunately.、Uh, so the recipe for this cocktail is pretty easy. We have to do like a little bit of preparation to make it prettier. So the recipe is pretty <laughs> straightforward. Are two ounces of soju. We keep using soju、yeah. because we are still in Korea. And we、yes. wanna, <laughs> we wanna keep the tradition going. Yes. One ounce of、uh, vodka, half of an ounce of triple sec, half of an ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice, and three quarter of an ounce of blue curacao.、Mm, we put、wow. all the ingredients in the shaker except the blue curacao, and we shake them, but we don't strain them. We strain them in an empty glass. And then we are gonna fill the glass with crushed ice on top of the liquid that we pour in the glass, and then as a garnish, because this cocktail doesn't need a garnish other than the blue curacao, we are gonna pour our three quarter of an ounce of blue curacao on top of the crushed ice. That's the garnish because the blue the liquid is gonna drip slowly into the between the the cracks of the、uh, ice. And it's gonna give the the cocktail a, lick, a a nice blue color over time, when the ice is gonna dissolve in the cocktail. The color is gonna rise. Beautiful! Wow, that sounds amazing. It's nice. The only <laughs> annoying part is that I think that 99% of the people doesn't they don't have a crushed ice machine machine. Yeah, right. So we need right, to brush、exactly. our ice. And the best effective way that I found is to use our muddler that we usually. Uh, using、oh. the shaker, you can put few ice cubes at a time into our shaker and just muddle them. Be very、uh, <laughs> focused on 
don't spill the shaker while you're modeling because <laughs> the first time that we are there I was doing it I was like super excited of crushing the ice without oh, holding no. firmly the, be- the 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 bottom part of our shaker and I made a mess oh. so oh. <laughs> yeah so hold the shaker very firmly crushed few pieces of ice at the time and you 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 make your way up to the amount of ice that you want into the glass that you're choosing and then put the glucose out that's such a great tip and yeah seriously <laughs> <laughs> you learn you learn from you your mistakes the look of it kind of reminds me of a melted um like a snow cone, you know, because it's so blue. <laughs> they keep that, yeah. <laughs> That's the idea. That's the idea. Good. So, alla vostra salute, ragazze. Enjoy your blue beauty. Oh, gracias, Thank Ricardo. You. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. Bye. All right, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, now. It's like a vodka lemon, but blue. Yeah, it's a beautiful color. It's pretty gorgeous. Yeah. This reminds <laughs> me, one of my favorite stories, my friend who was a bartender, one time someone came up to his bar and and ordered something blue for his bitch. Oh. That's what this reminds me. What? <laughs> Give me something blue well, for then. my bitch. <laughs> this could have been it. This could have been it. That's one way to order a drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that Ricardo found us another drink that uses soju because I had the whole bottle of it. Right. What are you going to do with that? You're going to drink it. Yeah, but this is sort of a nice classic. It feels just kind of like a classic cocktail. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's really opening our minds and expanding our palates. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I never thought back to back I would be drinking soju, but hey, now. Yeah. Soju. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm in a weird place today. I can, I can hear that. I can't wait to hear more of that. <laughs> I don't know. Brandy, so let's, let's get, yeah, let's, let's get go, into let's it. Let's go. This week, we continue the story two years since the suicide attempt, but this time through young Hia's brother-in-law, the husband of her sister, Inhia. The same man who scooped young Hia up and took her to the hospital after she slit her wrists. He's an artist and now can't stop thinking of young Hia, particularly after he notices a Mongolian mark on his son, and his wife comments that young Hia still has one, even as an adult. He secretly contrives to film young Hia naked, painting flowers all over her body, marveling in turns at how attracted to her he is and at how asexual her nakedness is. Mm. He crosses the line again, asking her to pose naked, covered in painted flowers with another man, and she agrees, even going so far as to be willing to have sex with this man on camera. But when the (laughs) man objects, Inhia's husband can't help himself any longer. He gets himself painted in flowers and films himself having sex with his sister-in-law. The following morning, he's discovered by his wife, who tells him she's already called emergency services and resolved to have him and young Hia both committed. After all, she says, he cannot be in his right mind if he would sleep with a woman, young Hia, so clearly not in her right mind. Well... Yeah, that happened. <laughs> that happened. Um, when we started reading the chapters for this week, I was so confused. I had to go back and read those first few pages like four times same. to be like, who is this? Huh? Who is this? Yeah. What are, who are we talking about? Like, I didn't know that we were going to switch the protagonist all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I actually really loved that part about this chapter. That all of a sudden it was like, wait, who are we talking about? Whose perspective is this from? Mm-hmm. Like, where are we going right. with this? Like, and that you really just have to figure me. it out. Yeah. Well, one thing that I read when I was doing research about this book is that these actually, these three sections were actually three short stories that were written yeah. completely separately, <laughs> and then they were just looped together as mm-hmm. a book. So it kind of makes sense that there are these shifting perspectives mm-hmm. happening. I'm just still sort of marveling at the fact that. We're getting these perspectives from people who are not her, her. Uh-huh. even though the story revolves completely around her. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I'm really hopeful that the third section is going to be from a female's perspective, because so far we've had two men. Uh-huh. Right? 
Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. It would, like, wouldn't let's, it? Let's, let's get a woman <laughs> in the mix. Let's see what's going on with them. Um, something I wanted to ask you guys. So at the beginning of this chapter, Inhia's husband is at a dance performance, mm-hmm. which he feels really guilty having attended because his wife prefers them to spend their weekends together as a family. But still, he says he sets aside half the day to attend this performance. And I wondered if you ladies have any of these guilty pleasure solo dates that, you know, something that you just like to do on your own. And we're talking about pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, talking, I guess, we're right? We're talking pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, now it's reading and a book on my couch. Much, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I only dream about having these guilty outings on my I own. <laughs> well, as you both know, Andrew travels or used to travel a lot for work. And it would be almost like every other weekend or at least um, two to three times a month. So I had a lot of time to myself, and I actually yeah. really enjoyed it, especially being in New York yes, City. Yes, of course. Because my favorite thing would be, and this was an all-day event pretty much, or at least late Ooh. afternoon into the evening, I would love to go to a cute little local restaurant, sit outside, have oh. at least one to two glasses of wine, have like <laughs> a cheese board or two apps, yes. and like spend my time like... I mean, sometimes on my phone, sometimes reading or sometimes just people watching. Yeah. And right after Ugh. I would schedule it. So I would then go to either see a Broadway show, an off-Broadway show, a dance concert or a movie. Like I would I just love have that. to. Yeah. And at those times is when I felt like most artistically fulfilled and like yeah. satisfied as a woman because I was doing it independently. I was like enriching my mind with all this stuff but then I was just enjoying life and being out there and being amongst people and seeing them live out their dreams so it just like it really like filled me like nothing else so I miss those days a lot I know man that just made me so nostalgic talk about it (laughs) yeah Yeah, one of the things that I really really miss in these days is not being able to just go to a, perf- a theatrical performance. Like oh, I used to do that no. by myself all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes would buy tickets same day. Mm-hmm. I would do rush tickets, you know, the day before. Sometimes, you know, it, was, it could be super spontaneous. But I loved going to shows by myself. Yeah. And then getting to digest them afterward. Yeah. First of all, though, let me let me just clarify that I I don't love the term guilty solo dates because I never feel <laughs> guilty about spending time with myself. And however I want to do that is my prerogative and that's what I want to do. So, I just want to I just want that to be known. Um but the one that was not so artistically fulfilling that I that was my way to like really indulge and treat myself mm. is there's this amazing Chinese foot reflexology place Ooh. in Chinatown. Oh, Actually, technically Little Italy. And it was $30 for an hour foot massage. What? And after I would be on my feet for like a really long day or like a really long week, I sure. loved you just sit there in the lazy boy i would put on my headphones i'd put on like oprah super soul conversations or like bonnie bear cover me in a towel and just get my feet rubbed oh my god i heaven miss those dates with myself amazing so my favorite thing to do pre-covid used to be going to a really I don't want to say a strange movie on my own, but like a movie that nobody else would want to go see mm. with me. Yeah. Like something at loved... IFC, like like an yeah. independent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the one that comes to mind is there was this really strange movie back in 2013 like, around then. It was called Under the Skin. It was with Scarlett Johansson, very weird sci-fi movie. And it came out at the same time that another like sort of bigger blockbuster movie of hers was coming out and everybody was going to see that. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck that. I want to go see this other weird ass movie where she like plays an alien who's taken over a woman's body. It's a very strange movie. <laughs> and I went and saw it at the Quad Cinema on 13th mm. Street, like in the middle of a day on a Saturday. I think I was like one of three people in there. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. And it's just one of my favorite. And I guess I call that a guilty pleasure because I would never burden somebody else with wanting to go see such an odd movie. You know what I mean? So it feels like a guilty pleasure that I get to go. I get to do that for myself. I get to go see this movie. 
without feeling guilty that I'm putting that on somebody else. Well, if you ever need a date in the future when movie theaters are open again, I will gladly go with you to weird movies. Oh, okay. Uh, ditto. <laughs> okay. Just so you any know. Day, so anytime. The- seriously. So Unless you want the solo time and then I totally That's true. That. Unless you just want to be on your own. I'm down. I'm down with having, you know, with having a little crew go see a strange movie. <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> ah, soon enough. Soon enough, girls. Soon enough. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, can we get right into the weirdness? Yeah, of I was these wondering chap- about that. I think we should. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much like the bulk of bulk of it. Yeah, right. The biggest question that I came away with was, I found in Hia's husband's video artwork a little bit convenient, since he clearly has had this growing obsession with young Hia. And at the end of this section, his wife accuses him of taking advantage of a woman who's clearly unwell. Mm. What did you ladies think? Did you feel like his artwork was art or was it simply a way for him to consummate this obsession that he's clearly had with his wife's sister? I think he is intending art because he hasn't been clear about how it would unfold until it until it did the way it did. That's mm-hmm. a whole nother discussion that we'll have to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it, there have been comments from other people, his friend Jay, I think, and, and maybe also his ex P. <laughs> I love these initials. I know. <laughs> um, about how, you know, these colors are not typical of his other Hit artwork. Him. So, like, yeah. he has been uh, definitely inspired Mm-hmm. by something mm-hmm. to create something mm. that was like a passion yep. yeah. project. And so I think I trust that that was well-intentioned. Mm. The question I have that comes out of this is like, what did he expect he was going to be able to do with this artwork now? Because he can't. I wondered that yeah. too. Like if you're doing it just for yourself, okay, great, I guess. Also like, you, But now, I mean, you can't showcase this. How are you going to put this anywhere? Yeah. But he seems to think he will. Yeah, I mean that. It seems to be well. You we'll, think we'll see what happens. It depends if he's institutionalized right, we'll see or what happens. <laughs> but he does seem to yeah. think he he will yeah. put it out there. I think it's a little bit of both because I do agree with you, Emma. I do think that there was this sense of inspiration. He hadn't put out any artwork in a few years. I think it was in a couple of years, and it's because he didn't feel that that artistic inspiration. But there was something that came up for me that goes along these lines where there I found this kind of like inter- interesting connection between both him and Young Hia. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you both read into this, but I Young Hia, she wants to get out of these dreams, wants to stop having these dreams. Mm-hmm. And for her way out is pretty much by not eating meat. But now we also find out that maybe it's like by having sex this way because she says is you know right. is this face going to be erased from my dreams like is this my way out but similarly her brother-in-law wants out and i quote out of this hell of desire he goes mm-hmm. on to say this would be by making those images into a reality so he thinks that the only way he can get out of this hell of the desire is by actually following through with what was right an initial inspiration to create art that now has like become this obsession that the only way he can get out of it is by actually following through with it. Right. I feel that. Yeah. Because the question is too, like, did it have to be her? Like what it could, it doesn't seem like he could have done this artwork if it were another woman and no. not her. So then if you look at it that way, then I guess yeah. it is pretty masturbatory, you know, kind of pun intended. Right. <laughs> If it has to be her or else it can't happen, because then that really changes the question of did it have to be done or? Well, I think they do share this. I do think they share sort of a bond, though. The book, curiously, it gives her a name, but she doesn't have a voice. And with him, he has a voice, but he doesn't have a name. name. We don't know this guy's name. Both of them are accused of mental unwellness. Right. And there towards the end, after he's been discovered, Inhia's husband suddenly feels that he's experienced everything there was to experience and that not even death holds any fear for him Mm -hmm. anymore. He contemplates throwing himself over the edge of that balcony and breaking his head on the ground, he says. Right. So he's contemplating suicide just as young Hia essentially attempted suicide in the last section. Right. 
And then after the, they have sex, he's licking her Mongolian mark just the way she was licking her, her sutures mm-hmm. at the end of that previous section. So I kind of felt like they're linked because they're both sort of denying their humanness. She's turning into a plant, mm-hmm. it seems like. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's sort of in creating this artwork. He's rejecting his life altogether. I think he knows He's not going to be able to resume normal life after Mm -hmm. he does this. But I don't think he can keep himself from doing it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And someone else, I think his friend, Jay, maybe, near the beginning, (laughs) also referenced him as being like an ordinary person. So they're both Uh being pegged as as these, quote unquote, ordinary people. Right. And it feels like once they do something that breaks through, once they do something that sets them apart. Mm Mm-hmm. They can never go back, but it also internally kills them. Brands them them in a way. Yeah. You know what it kept reminding me of? Do you guys remember the movie Pleasantville where it starts out in black (laughs) and white? (laughs) And then once people find their passion, they turn into color. Uh And I sort of felt that way about these two where it's like, I feel like they're seeing to the other side of life or something. Mm -hmm. They're seeing something that other people aren't seeing. Like a bigger purpose. Yeah. And once they, once they've seen that other side like with young Hia once she saw that face in that dream she couldn't go back to life as it was yeah and I think the same is true for him seeing these images that he can't stop drawing of these people having sex which ends up being his art installation he can't he just can't resume life normally anymore he's not the same person yeah there there was now that you say that there was something that came up for me too about how there was a part of me that really sympathized with him Mm. because there was he seems to me kind of like a lost soul. Yeah. He seems, from the get-go, when we start his chapter, there's, he's unhappy with himself. Oh, yeah. And how can he lead a, a happy life when one is unhappy, like, really unhappy with oneself? You can't really function. Like, he yeah. was talking about his weight and his age and how old had he had become. And, like, really, like, what you're saying, Brandy, that his crossing to this other side was really what was giving him light. Mm. I don't know. There there was a part of me that really sympathized with that, that I felt I, I kind of did feel bad for him. I wasn't empathizing. I was sympathizing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be clear, please. <laughs> Another moment that gave me pause, which we come back around to at the end with someone else, is when he has sex with his wife After like a two month dry spell. Right. Uh She cries and says that he's scaring her. Yeah. But then we don't get to explore that anymore. And then, of course, you know, at the end when he has sex with young Hia and she's crying. She cries. I understand that that's a different reason. I think the cry comes from a different place. Yeah. But what it's like. Poor guy, you know, he's like everyone he has sex with, the woman is like sobbing. It doesn't seem to phase him either time, no, though. No, it doesn't. No. That's the thing. Weird. I mean, yeah. is it weird? Yeah. I don't know. But why do you think, why do you think, where did that come from, from his wife? Just because like he was turning into like a more, um, is it because he was more rough maybe? Like turning, you know, later when he's having well, he sex was... with young Hia, he says that he's like panting like a wild animal. Mm-hmm. That he had never actually verbalized any moans or groans before. But we didn't get that detail when he had sex with his wife. It was just like a fuck and then she was like scared. So I wonder right. just maybe because, I mean, could it be something as simple enough as where have you been and now you're here and now I don't know who you are? I mean, I definitely have a sense of of his wife that similar to young Hia's husband I don't think this man, I'm not going to say he doesn't think much of his wife because I think his wife clearly does a lot for him and I think he appreciates that. But I think he thinks he's settled Mm -hmm. simply because he's not in love with his wife. Right. And he continues to fantasize about her sister. And I think in this moment when he does sleep with her, he's thinking about young Hia. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that he's ever had sex with his wife in the way that she's experiencing it now because mm. he's thinking of somebody else and he's Valid probably point. a little bit more passionate yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just from everything we know about her family, I think they gravitate towards a more, I don't mean this Structural. to sound... Yeah, like they, they, 
it seems like a little bit more of a humdrum life that mm-hmm. they like to live and mm-hmm. are accustomed to living. And so when he brings this passion, I think it frightens her. Mm-hmm. I don't think she likes mm-hmm. it. I don't think she's ready for it's it. It's out of I don't character think... for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that makes and sense. One more thing. Did you guys also find it fascinating that both husbands were infatuated by the sisters? By Not the by, opposite. Yeah, by the opposite sisters. Uh, like one found it strange. ordinary. The other one found this one ordinary. But they each saw them very different. I mean, to each his own. Everybody has a different taste. But it Why was so talk? interesting how they were so... Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if their story would have gone different if they had... Yeah, married the opposite. Met the other... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, speaking about wives, and since we're talking kind of about the ending here before we close this chapter, the moment we got when, we fast. <laughs> when we find... Fly through. <laughs> we'll go back. You know me. I like to jump around. Emma changes tunes. I just jump all over the place. Well, let's do it. <laughs> so the moment we when we find Inhia waiting for her husband to wake up at the end of the chapter... Mm-hmm. Okay, this left the hairs of my arms completely erect. Yeah. Oh, erect. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. I, I was surprised how composed she remained, though. Yes, it was quite a struggle, no less. And how she waited until he saw her instead of, like, waking up by dumping a huge bucket of ice water on him or something to that effect. <laughs> Now, ladies, I'm on the fence on this one, and I hope you can help me out. I appreciate how she acknowledged that it takes two to tango, therefore sending mm-hmm. them both off to pretty right. much and an institutionalizing them. Mm. But I cannot wonder and kind of judge her for not making sure that her sister was, in fact, okay. Mm. Mm. Granted, she says that she hadn't heard from Young Kia, and that's why she was propelled to check in on her. Right. But she watched that entire tape. Wouldn't she have noticed her sister crying, as Emma said, and screaming for him to stop, which he did do. But Inghia does say to him, just look at her. She clearly isn't well in her mind. How could you? Yet she doesn't wrap her up with the white sheet. She doesn't prevent her from going out onto the veranda and possibly jumping off. I also... I recognize that I don't have a sibling and I have no idea what I would do if I found myself in this predicament. And I'm even judging myself as I'm like contemplating this. But there is something about her ongoing lack of sympathy for her sister that rubs me the wrong way. Mm. Can you guys help me out here? (laughs) Did you feel similarly at all or not whatsoever? I mean, I think this is a complicated question. First off, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the moment where Young Hia is screaming for him to stop, I don't think that's on tape. I think he stops. Yeah, I does I he think stop I it before when she's too. crying? Okay, I, mean, I think he I remember that. He stops too. it before she's crying, and then I think they continue to have sex, and that's when she starts crying. And Got I also it. have questions about that moment mm-hmm. that I want to talk about at some point, but. I also think I don't think her sister knows anymore how to help her when they tried to help her before by doing what they thought was best for her. They ended up provoking her to almost kill herself. And something like covering her with a white sheet might be comforting if there was any indication that young Hia was uncomfortable with her nakedness. But she isn't. Mm. She's actually more comfortable being (laughs) naked. So my sense is that she just feels like young Hia is past the point of any help that she can give her. And I think that's why she's called emergency services on both of them. Mm. I don't think she believes young Kia is capable of living on her own. And I don't think she thinks herself capable of taking care of her in the way she needs to be taken care of. Because I think she acknowledges that, like, this this isn't really her sister anymore. This isn't the person she knew. This is mm. somebody else. Mm. Yeah, I feel similarly to that. The only thing I'll add to that which might sound a little harsh and could be totally wrong, but I would assume that there's some element of disgust mm-hmm. for her uh, in regards to Young Hia because she is, I mean, even if she's not, you know, well in the head or however she would phrase that, mm-hmm. she is still her sister and she still did have sex with her sister's husband. Husband. Yeah. So that has to that has to burn so deeply inside, like set this 
fire um, that I feel like she could either go – she could go either way. She could either, like, explode and freak out at both of them. Mm. But it seems like from what we're getting to know about her from uh, the earlier chapters is that she seems, like, pretty composed. You know, like, mm-hmm. she is – faced with these frustrating elements of her husband day Mm. after day after day. I mean, even when, you know, he put his kid to sleep and then was like, I'm leaving the house. And then he left. I I would have been like, absolutely not, motherfucker. And instead, you can tell she's pissed, but she's like, then I'm coming home. So she just, she kind of like holds everything together. And I think one day she's going to crack and explode and it's going to be very terrifying. Mm -hmm. But I think right now she only knows how to... Say that it's going to be okay, and she's going to take care of it. Yeah. She just takes care of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's dead on because we know that she works a full-time job. She runs her own shop. Right. That's doing well. Right. That's doing well. It seems like she's the only one bringing in an income. breadwinner. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what is said in the first chapters. And it also seems like she's the one running this fucking house. It seems like she's the one cleaning and cooking. And yeah. so, so I'm like, what? what is this husband even doing? It seems like she's got this on Eating lock. and sleeping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's occasionally helpful, I yeah. guess. I'll say this gently, but I <laughs> we're being hard <laughs> on him as I think we should be. But I did recognize that he was being very kind to Young Hya when no one else in her life has been. No, you're shaking your head, Brandy. Well, I agree that he seems to be trying to be understanding of her. Like, he doesn't seem to judge the vegetarianness. That's what I mean. Right. He's questioning her from a genuine place, I think. And he sees beauty in a different way. Mm. Totally. My only question about that is that (laughs) sex seems to be really wrapped up in all this for him. Oh, it's infatuation. attracted to this woman. Yeah. And so I question his motives when he's being, quote unquote, Mm. kind to her. What's the end game? Because I don't know that he's coming from a purely good place. I mean, he has sex with her before even starting to record because he can't control himself. Like the whole idea was for... For the art to do this. But he goes in, doesn't turn on the lights, and immediately goes at it and starts having sex with her. But even before that, he tries having sex with her at his studio after Jay leaves. And the only reason they don't is because she wants him to have the flowers painted on him. So that's the only reason. But see, there I have problem with that, too, because I also I I realized why he went for her the way he did then is because she giggled and was like, I'm all wet, as if she was like being Mm. seductive. And that's not how she meant it. But I can see how he could have construed that that was like a welcome sign, Mm. you know. But my point is, that's not about the art, right? Because that's not how he saw the art. Mm -hmm. Right. That's not how he saw that moment playing out in his film. No, he just needed to like bone her. her. Right. Yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. her. Yeah. Bone her. Who says yeah, that? Yeah, pretty much. I, know. I was like, <laughs> I'm like a 75 year old man. She's a he vegetarian. Bone he can't her. bone her. Uh, <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> they don't know nothing. <laughs> and now it's time for our new segment on the podcast. <laughs> It's time for listener questions. Yeah. Brandy. (laughs) What question do we have on the docket for today? Well, one of our faithful listeners, Adrian Orozco, sent us a question. That's actually related to, I think, related to the question you just asked a little bit, Mariana. He says, this is a throwback to our previous book, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. He says, while Evelyn Hugo didn't speak up publicly in LGBTQ plus rallies, she did donate a lot of money for the cause, used her wealth instead of her influence. My question is, has there ever been a cause you felt strongly about, but for whatever reason did not publicly stand up for, rally, etc., mm. and then later regret it? Mm. Ooh, thanks for the question, Adrian. Yeah, great Adrian. question, Adrian. Loved it. What do you ladies think? 
again, it really does relate to this. Of like, my, yeah. I'm asking you about if Inhya In should have spoken up on her sister's behalf. Right. right. Why she didn't stick up for her. Right. I regret so much not having been or participated in the Women's March. Oh, my God. That's uh, mine, too. Really? You have so the same much. one? That's crazy, Brandy. I didn't, yeah. I didn't go to the march. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't participate at all because for some reason back then I was just, like, afraid that something was going to happen. But yeah. I really wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. And I regret it. I, I When this when we found out about this question, immediately that's what I thought of because it same was just— for me. I wanted Hillary Clinton to be our president so badly, and I wanted that asshole, thank God he's no longer... (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) But that's something that I think I'm going to regret for a very, very long time, not to be a part of such a monumental day and event. Mm -hmm. Same. Same. (laughs) But I guess I should say something else so we don't all have the same answer. Wait, were you not there either, Emma? For some reason, I thought you were. They were talking about 2020? 2017. 2017, the Women's March. Oh, right, the original one. Yeah, no, but I would have gone, but I actually had rehearsal that day, and so I oh, couldn't go. Wow. Oh, so wow. I regret, I'm super sad about not having been able to be there. Like, I wore all of my merch and, like, my mm. still nasty bracelets yeah, so that I felt yeah. like I could do what I, what the only thing I could do. But, yeah, I had rehearsal. I couldn't go. And I was really, really bummed about that. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe none of the three of us I know. That's (laughs) That's upsetting. That is upsetting. But, you know, there was another one in 2020. Yeah. In D.C. But that one I I chose not to go to because of COVID. Right. But I still yeah. regretted that too because I was like, should I just fucking go and like wear a mask? But you, you had pretty two pretty legitimate reasons as to why. Yeah. Um, but I get it. But to have a different answer, just so we're not all like, yeah, me too. <laughs> then we suck at this segment. I mean, we touch. This is and this is this is very much more like uh, selfish <laughs> than it is on a on a bigger scale, but. I, there was one time when I was eating vegetarian and, you know, also let's bring it back to this book. huh? Um, I was eating vegetarian and I was on set and one of my fellow actors, there was brisket at the catering. And oh, you know my God, God you're brisket. down. Brisket. <laughs> but I wasn't going to eat it. And this one actor was like, come on, you know, you want it. Oh, oh no. And I was like, I mean, I do, but like, I don't need it, you know, whatever. And he was like, just a little. And he put it on my plate. And I ate oh, it. Oh, no. And then I was like, Emma, <sighs> totally didn't stand up for what I should have done. Like, I didn't need it. I just went along with it because I was like, yeah, you know, like, it's fine. And then the rest of the day, I was like, why did I eat that? Like, I didn't need that. Oh. So Women's March is definitely a better answer than me eating brisket. <laughs> but it comes from a place of me not following my my values. Yeah. Um, oh. But it was good. <laughs> I love that. Is that the blue Curacao talking? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Emma Orlov. That's Emma. Emma okay. <laughs> well, Adrian, thank you for that yes, question. Yes, Adrian. Yeah. Keep us I want to hear yours, Adrian, also. Slip yeah. into our DMs. Uh, yeah, he does like sliding into our DMs every <laughs> oh, now and again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna now pose. I'm gonna pose a question to you two. This Hit is my here. my host question. <laughs> in light of Young Hya seemingly wanting to turn into a plant or flower in these chapters. Which is interesting because earlier we were like, she's turning into an animal, a cat. And now it's mm. like, no, like now it's, right. it's transformed. Right. I was thinking about how this book relates to Kafka's metamorphosis since this book has been described as being Kafka-esque. Mm-hmm. The reason behind Kafka choosing an insect for his protagonist, Gregor, to turn into is because a bug is perceived as a mindless, systematic creature similar to how Gregor, the character, chooses mm. to live his life. Mm-hmm. So with this mindset, why would Young Hya be wanting to metamorphosize into a botanical life? And if either of you wanted to metamorphosize into anything else, 
what would it be? Ooh, I love, I love this, this question. I know, Emma. Oh. Wait, can I throw something on top of your question too Please. that I was wanting to Ooh. ask? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I also, I also want to know if you were going to have something painted all over you, just like uh, Young Hia has the flowers painted all over her as sort of a symbol of her inner life. What would you want painted all over you? Oh. <sighs> Brandy. A lot going on with these questions. Oh, Yikes. <laughs> well, I guess since you both posed them, I guess I should start. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. To your first question, Emma. Yes. I think Young Kia, <laughs> I love her name, by the way, <laughs> wants to metamorphosize into a botanical life because she would feed herself metaphorically and physically from Earth itself. There would be no end to her life, and she would be needed in a healthy way to provide all animals and humans with life, with the oxygen that we need. Mm, that's beautiful. For I love me, that. Plants. Thanks, guys. Plants symbolize for me a pos- the positive side of Mother Nature. And this overpowering hold that her family and society has over her would no longer exist. Yeah. Um, I would metamorphosize into a dog. (laughs) (laughs) As you both know, after having my puppy waffles now for five months or so, or no, four months, Mm -hmm. almost five, I can see how much love he's brought into our lives. And all he wants is to make us happy and be our best friend. I think there's something like profoundly beautiful about this he has such a personality learns quickly mm-hmm. and demands what he needs when he needs it without mm-hmm. any malicious intent mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and to be an animal that just wants to be loved and that's enough i think that's pretty special and i do think that's what we all want in the end good answer so, i'm giving a snap i love that <laughs> wait did you say what you would want painted oh, on you no 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 and um Brandy's like, Paint my question. <laughs> Hello, my question. <laughs> to your question, butterflies. Oh. Uh, you too? I, no, I, I is like that yours again. too, Emma? <laughs> oh my God, y'all are so weird. Oh gosh. <laughs> We're all connected today somehow. Um, so I Googled, as Emma usually Googles. <laughs> Google. Um The pure definition of butterflies is that they are deep and powerful representation of life. Butterflies are not only beautiful, but also have mystery, symbolism, and meaning, and are a metaphor representing spiritual rebirth, transformation, change, hope, and life. And also, like according to this article that I read, um, Garth C. Clifford wrote that the butterfly's spiritual meaning also deeply resonates with the Christian belief of ascension in addition to creativity, changes, pulsing joy, endless potential, transformation, and again, spiritual rebirth. And though I'm not a Catholic, I mean, I am a Catholic, but I'm not really <laughs> religious, I can't love this enough and can very much connect to those notions. As you both know, over the past year, I've gone through a lot, basically a transformation. I've evolved a lot as a human being and I endured a journey of personal growth. Mm. So I've like worked in this little cocoon for a while and just like transforming into a butterfly and finding myself and finding what is important to me. And now I'm owning my endless potential. And hope has always been kind of like my guiding light. So I feel like that's just what I would do if I could just paint my whole body. Oh, crazy. I love that. I love that too. It's beautiful. I mean, I agree with everything that you said, uh, Mariana, about why uh, young Kia would want to turn into a plant. Um, I'll, I'll add to that also that plants don't hurt anybody. They don't. You know, I feel animals, I believe, are completely innocent, but they are carnivores a lot of the time and that, you know, obviously they hunt and stuff like that. But plants don't do that. Plants Mm -hmm. are completely harmless to the environment. They are of this earth. um, Harmless, but helpful, too. Exactly. They Mm -hmm. only do they only do good, Mm -hmm. um, which is another reason I think turning into a plant is 
her best option. Absolutely. Um, in terms of what I would want to metamorphosize into, the first thing that came to mind <laughs> was an uninhabitable moon orbiting an inhabited planet. Oh, oh, work. So that I could yeah. be like alone and unbothered, but I could still have the entertainment of the stories going on on the planet nearby. <laughs> that is fabulous. And then maybe I could have the occasional chat with like a passing meteor or like with my fellow orbiting moons. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. But if it has to be something of this world, I would I would say like a bird probably or like an mm. owl. Something peaceful, mm. independent, they're free, they're private. Like that, I think that appeals to me. Mm. Um, and then in terms of what I would want painted on myself, I think something celestial like Starry Night came to mind mm. with like, you know, all of the I lines and that. stuff. Something, yeah. something starry. Oh. All right, Miss Emma. So butterflies for you too. That is crazy. That's that is weird. Crazy. That's actually not what I would have painted on my body. Here, I'll go. I'll oh. work backwards. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So what I what I would want painted on my body would actually be text, like Sanskrit text. Oh. Like the oh, yoga wow. sutras and oh, mantras, yes. so that I could also like use them. So I they would look beautiful, mm. but I they would be practical too. Ah. Smart to remind me. I made that facial expression when you said that you wanted butterflies painted on your body because for me, that's what I would want to metamorphosize into mm-hmm. because I've oh. always had this strong connection to butterflies mm. because of a story that one of my yoga teachers told me actually of this little boy who found a cocoon in his yard with a butterfly inside who was um, struggling to get out of the cocoon. Like you could see it trying to break through, but it was having a hard time. Mm. So the boy went inside and brought back a pair of scissors and snipped the cocoon to help let the butterfly fly. But the butterfly was then released from the cocoon and then fell because butterflies use like the the process of them pushing their wings against the cocoon to break through that's what strengthens their wings and gives them the strength to be able to fly so by him snipping her free early the butterfly didn't have the strength to fly and that when i heard that story i like broke out into tears because for me it was like you just have to take the time and like put in the work Mm. until you're strong enough to to fly fly to do mm-hmm. the work yeah and so it's for me that just oh, i've always oh. been like i want to be a butterfly like <laughs> i just gotta put in the time and put in the strength i'll yeah. get strong that enough you know yeah. so that's what i would want to become yeah um, and there really isn't much add to both of your beautiful answers about the plant except it it makes me think about when people um when people die and they choose to be buried in the ground Mm -hmm. because they want to like reconnect to the earth. I do think Mm -hmm. there's something about like coming back to the ground and the soil and like planting roots, maybe metaphorically or not. Mm -hmm. I I guess you don't turn into roots as a body, but you know what I mean? Like just that return to, to mother nature and and the Mm -hmm. cycle. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's all. Oh, fun! That was fun. <laughs> I feel like I learned something about both of you. I know. Say well about both of you. That's why I love these personal questions. I know they're so good today. Look at us. They are. <laughs> okay. Did you guys at all get vibes of Mexican Gothic during this section? Oh, oh, I didn't. At but now all? that you say it, like the green sap. Yes, there were multiple times I kept thinking about the dream nightmare sequence that Noemi and Virgil had, the blackish paste, the explicit sexual encounters. Right, right, right. I hadn't thought of it, but now I had to say it. Yeah. There was specifically at one point, and I'll read this this quote to you guys, that immediately I was like, ugh, Virgil. His red flower (laughs) closed and opened repeatedly above her Mongolian mark. 
his penis slipping in and out of her like a huge pistol. He shuddered at the appalling nature of their union, a union of images that were somehow repellent and yet compellingly beautiful. Oof. I was like, yeah. am I turned on or grossed out right now? I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. why so similarly to Mexican Gothic, right? Yes. And it was a little bit of both, for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept trying to picture, like, what what this paint looked like. Like, yeah. they kept... They kept being described as like two petals folding on top of each other. I wasn't quite able to piece together for myself what that must look like. But Mm. at one point he said something along the lines of like they were both plants like having sex, but then also animals having sex. So it's like all mixed up because obviously you can still see their human parts. Um, And I did find that very grotesque. And I also found it really interesting that his friend P, when he has her paint the flowers oh, on his him. ex. Right, right, right. She says that initially when he had taken off his clothes, she was attracted to him. But now that he's painted with the flowers, she finds him grotesque. That which whole I thought thing, was, too, was like, why? What? And she's yeah. remarried. Like, what's right. going on? Yeah. Totally. But yeah. I found it really interesting that young Hia finds the flowers attractive, mm-hmm. but quote unquote normal sane people find them repellent. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly somewhere in the middle. I feel like he hasn't quite crossed over yet, but he's definitely being pulled to that side. Well, and it does seem like I imagine for a man to have flowers painted all over his body, you have to be connected to some feminine side of yourself. Mm. You know, like men also have a lot of hair, so these are like some hairy flowers. <laughs> Ew, they do. <laughs> men can be hairy. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> true. But you know, I think it's like you have to be, you have to be in touch with both sides uh-huh. of your, yeah, mm-hmm. your yes. lunar and your that. solar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Yeah, hundred percent. Did you ladies have a sense of who or what the voice in his head is as he's driving to P's house? In his mind, he's hearing, I wish I were dead. Mm -hmm. I wish I were dead. So die. Mm -hmm. He describes it like a conversation between two strangers. Mm -hmm. And that's the only time it's really mentioned. Mm -hmm. He's in that drive over there and then it's gone. I didn't really think of anyone. I thought it was just his subconscious talking to him. I didn't. The only thing that kind of that I questioned about it is that it it sounded very similar to me to when young Hia says I had a dream like she keeps repeating that like it's some kind of a little mantra or something. I had a dream. I had a dream. And that sounds like the same thing that's going on in his head. I want to die. I want to die. So die. Like the stronger force. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But then when he's about to actually do that, jump off the veranda, he can't. Or he pauses for a second. Right. We don't know what the aftermath will bring. Right. We don't know what he actually does Mm -hmm. yet. I also really want to talk about this face inside of her stomach that Mm. she says the place where the dreams were coming from and that she thought giving up meat would solve. Yeah. And now that they've had sex... There's nothing to be afraid of anymore. And I guess right. the face is gone. Mm. What What is that face? Is that, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's a metaphor or representative of something larger, but I don't, I don't know what that is. Like, is it a bait? Like, is it something as literal as like a baby, you know, that maybe she oh. had, maybe like, you know, she had an abortion or like a miscarriage or something. Oh. And that, that face has stayed inside of her and has haunted her forever. And, or because once she has sex and the face is gone. So it's like, she just needed someone to want her and treat again. her like a woman again. Mm. I don't, I can't make out really what that is, but that was weird. Mm. Well, am I mistaken? Is the face actually gone or does she just question whether, whether the dreams will stop now? I think she questions it. I don't. I, I read think it she's as she questions hoping. it. Yes. I think she was hoping that mm. by not eating meat anymore, that would make the face disappear. But Which it didn't. didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And now after this encounter, she's hoping that that will make the face disappear. Mm-hmm. To be determined. We, yeah. TBD. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Or at but least that's it's a like fascinating... the face won't be scary. Mm-hmm. No, but it's a fascinating point that you bring up, Emma, because if we go back to what Brandy up, brought up last week about her trying to be more asexual or just like her boobs being such a huge part of her, but we know that boobs is a maternal thing because that's the way you feed your baby. It's like that's somehow that's all interconnected. Like why why is her chest, her breasts such a big deal? Or mm. why is it mentioned so many times? And the same with this face, if we're going on that route. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's interesting. I kept wondering if this face in her isn't, isn't just her own like intuition speaking. It seems like all of the other characters in this book, they don't listen to themselves. They listen to what's expected. They listen mm-hmm. to what has been laid out before them is what they're supposed to do. They live the way everyone else has been living, even though they're all miserable. Like everyone in this book all is of fucking them. miserable. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> all of them. But they still live in these assigned little roles and they, you know, play along or whatever. And I feel like she at first was the only one who broke away from that. And I feel like this is her intuition being like no like eating meat is incredibly violent why are you doing that I feel like it's the thing that sets her off on this path to just listen to herself Mm. instead of everyone else and I feel like that's also what's happening to her brother-in-law in in this section Mm -hmm. is the voice in his head is becoming louder than everything else Mm. and he's following it despite the fact that it's probably going to ruin his quote-unquote life (laughs) no kidding (sighs) We also never talked about, we never got around yet to talking about this moment where they're having sex and she's crying. And oh, right. We were going to bring gasping for him to stop, (laughs) which I wasn't clear. Does he stop? Do they finish? Does he finish? What happens here? Because it felt like another rape to me. It felt like another rape. It felt like another rape to me, and I was, I guess that's why I was under the impression that he stopped recording, but they continued. Yeah, that's what I think, too. And they finished, even though she yelled to stop, but he just stopped the recording. Yeah, she seems very disturbed. She does seem very disturbed. this final moment that they're together. But she also could have just stopped having sex with him. Could she? I don't know. If he's on top and she's saying stop and he won't. No, I, I think know. he was from behind. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. That was oh, the, I missed that's that. That quote that I read, that was him watching his flower open up and close every time he would penetrate oh, her. God. I mean, I, I, I want, I'm saying I think that she could just stop. But if she really is that far gone mentally, like if she really is kind of – Oh, God, this is a terrible pun. I shouldn't even say it. But if she's really. (laughs) Out with it. You have to say (laughs) Now I have to. If she is kind of turning into, for lack of a better word, a vegetable. Oh, my God. Oh, Emma. I really didn't plan to say that. It just, like, happened. Oh, Emma. I know. I know. I know. But you know what I mean by that. Like, if she doesn't really have control. Completely. Then that makes it obviously a lot more difficult for her to just stop. But she seems to maybe like it. Yeah. she, She allowed him to keep licking her mark. After the fact. Yeah, weirdly afterward, she seems fine. Right. And in the but beginning, in moment, she, she did, I think, want it. You know, she was like, she was turned on by the. Totally. But I mean, to be like fair, pain. the moment she says stop, he should be stopping. Absolutely. He does, he yes. does not do Period. That, and stop. Yes. But I did have a question about whether she was talking to him or could she have been talking to like the face like the dreams you know what i mean because afterwards she says will they stop now right so i wondered like is she having visions in this moment is she like is she talking to him or is she talking to whatever's going on inside her at this moment either way he should have stopped well he did for a minute (laughs) (laughs) i know i don't know why i keep defending him good for him he stopped for a fucking minute I'm always on the woman's side. No, but I can. I can totally. I I can totally see where you're coming from, Emma, because there there is a huge part of her. Again, like I said, it takes two to tangle. She was there, and she said she was wet, and she kept going for it. So 
But she did stop him earlier because he tried to have sex with her before. And she was very adamantly against that because the only reason she wanted to have sex was because she loved the beautiful flowers on the other man's body. It really had nothing to do with him. It was the flowers. And she was also the one turning on Jay. Jay was the one who stopped that interaction. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she's but it doesn't by the seem paint. to be sex that she's after. It doesn't seem to no. It's there a seems connection. To be, there seems to be something else about this union that is fulfilling her. I don't yeah. think it's like a sexual thing, necessarily. which is the same thing that we were talking about last week. That it's not about the meat. There's something behind right. all of this that's happening. It's right. not about the meat. It's not about sex. It's not about the meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's never about the meat. It's never about the meat. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you're God. right about that. <laughs> I I am a little bit curious about where you ladies think the book is headed next. Do you mm. think he do they both Because I kept picturing, you know, she's hanging over the edge of this veranda at the end, and he's contemplating jumping over it. And in my mind, I was like, is he about to jump off of this thing and take her with him? Like, are they both about to die? Are they going to get committed? Like, do you guys have any sense of where we're headed? No. Okay. (laughs) No idea. But actually, never for a second did I believe that either of them were going to jump. I think that that was just like a heat of the moment, just a, I need an escape. Like we said, Uh similarly to when she slit her wrists, even though we did find out in these chapters that that was a little more intentional than I had assumed it was last week. But I didn't for a second think that they were about to jump off the veranda. That's why I'm more leaning towards that I could see that happening to her because of the episode that she had with slitting her wrist. Mm. That it was a little bit more serious than we contemplated before. I do think there's a part of me that could see that happening. I don't think it will happen. But there was a moment that I was like, wait, wait, wait. The only thing that maybe I think I could see happening is that she actually somehow magically does metamorphosize into something. And Mm. then once she's gone, everyone else in her life is mourning her and missing her when they never seemed to give a fuck about her before. But I don't know that that's the most interesting or exciting choice what 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 is the next next section called it starts with flaming trees Mm. so maybe she becomes a tree that sets Mm. on fire maybe her sister sets her on fire her brother-in-law did say that she had this rapid energy like a tree so that was there was mention of that oh i totally missed that yeah yeah interesting but i do think we'll get a different perspective and i am excited to see who it's going to be and i also hope it's a woman i think i'm hoping it's her sister if not her herself yeah but this brother-in-law came out of nowhere like when Mm. we started this chapter i had no thought that it would be him so i don't know Maybe it'll be Jiwoo and it'll just be like babble. <laughs> the whole chapter will be like, la 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 la, wawa. Winner of the, the Booker International Prize. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who's got a final question for us? Are I we, feel are like we we're ready for that ready. one? I think we're there. Right? I'm, I'm there. there. Are, your, are your blue beauties done and over with? You guys are. <laughs> Uh, mine is it's mine still was blue. a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we've been talking about sex and obsessions Ooh. and infatuations, I'm curious, <laughs> what or who was your last obsession and or infatuation, <laughs> my darlings? I did not. My answer is not sexy at all. (laughs) It's not either, which is why I'm laughing so much. Oh, I love you two so much. My obsession is always like spiritual growth and like self-help. That's that's my super sexy infatuation. Wait, so what is yours, (laughs) 
I just said. She just said it. <laughs> oh, that as like a, as an umbrella. Okay. Yeah. As yeah. like a general, that's always where my head's at. <laughs> my my latest <laughs> obsession slash infatuation is if earth you say balance. Brisket, what? I'll, if you say brisket, I'm going to lose no. my mind. <laughs> My la- my latest obsession slash infatuation is Earth Balance non cheese Cheez-Its. <laughs> <laughs> like you rub them all over your body. <laughs> no, like I've just been craving like cheesy things like goldfish and Cheez-Its and I can't make it myself. But Earth Balance now makes like a plant-based Cheez-It and they That's taste good so know. good. They taste just like Cheez-Its. And I'm wow. just so happy. It's just like Jesus. That's really hot. <laughs> that is hot. That turns me on. That's my yeah. sexual. <laughs> well, Mariana, tell us what I, yours is. <laughs> I know. I, Daniel Levy from Schitt's Creek was like. <laughs> oh. I, I like, I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> I get I'm, it. I am obsessed with the I character he created for him on the show. I'm obsessed with that show. I'm obsessed yeah. how brilliant he is. I think he's gorgeous. I think his personality is like everything. It is he, brilliant. There's something about him that all the Emmys he won. I oh, mean. my God. That was stupid. <laughs> I don't think he would have the same infatuation with you the way that you do with him. No. no. <laughs> From a no. sexual perspective. Yeah, but there's... <laughs> but I get that. Yeah. He is brilliant. He is brilliant. <laughs> all right, y'all. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening. Oh, yeah. If you have an insider request and you'd like us to discuss, shoot us an email at arethesebooksdrunk at gmail.com. Yes. We're an open book, and we would love to hear your thoughts, what you agree or disagree with, or maybe what we've been missing during this what? Hora de felicidad. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we are finishing the book. What? Oh but it's only that's week three. Already? Yes, that's right. We're wrapping up this book in three episodes so that we can bring in a guest artist to aid in our discussion in week four. Details coming next week. Stay tuned. I'm psyched. And keep following us on Instagram at AreThesebooksDrunk to keep up with next week's cocktail pairing so that you can read along and sip along with us. Because it's always happy This was an especially happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, ladies. Bye, ladies. (laughs) Ciao.